my woman's name out your motherfucking mouth. Brought to you by Will Smith. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to the, oh, welcome to the hook, baby boy. Keith Butler in the house, my co-host. Hey, hey, hey we got a special guest. Today also, um, a main man. man of sport. Yes, Mister Leland Stein. Yes, yes. A man yes. about the man about America, all over the place these days. Uh, just <laughs> recently, uh, at the uh, Final Four, and uh, man, how's it going? And welcome back home. I know it was a great trip. Yeah, hold on, Stein. How'd you like our new opening? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I yeah. mean. A little dedication to the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we might get an award for that. <laughs> Hold on. Poor guy. Wake up! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, welcome back, Stein. So uh, you were down at the uh, Final Fours, man. How was it, man? Well, you know, of course, there was a lot of talk about Will. Okay. Even down there. Of course. Everybody had an opinion. And yeah. uh, he... Uh, Man, I, I can't believe he hit his brother. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? He didn't steal the show, though. He didn't steal the no. show because the, the games were outstanding this year. Yeah, they really were. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and I really uh, – and I, I, I was so much pulling for North Carolina to pull this one out. But 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 before we get into well, North after Carolina, they, after they dumped Duke, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, yeah, 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 I was I was pulling for uh, I was pulling for my man to win, man. I, I would have really would have loved it, and you know the, the great thing, both the former Kansas and the former yeah. North Carolina coach, who are the same yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the same yeah. coach. <laughs> you know, so look, self took them in there in, in halftime. They had the biggest deficit in the history yeah. of the Final Four championship game. Right. And whatever he did that halftime, he lit a fire up. He switched the, the, the little kid, the little guard. Yes. Over on, um, oh, Remy. Remy. Remy Martin. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he did a heck of a job. And they picked up the defense tremendously. Yes, they did. And, 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 and Carolina went cold. They was cold as ice. Yeah. They went cold. But a lot of that was had to do with the way Kansas was playing defense, too. And they're a veteran team. They're the oldest team that was in there. Mm. And uh, they were, had extra motivation because self, his dad died about a week, couple of weeks before the tournament. Mm -hmm. And he talked about this grief throughout the whole tournament run. You know, that was a big theme of where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And his players bought into it as well. His dad was a basketball coach in Oklahoma and really, you know, got him going. And, and, and when he passed away, it was, it was tough on him. Right. But somehow, you know, he gave honor to his dad at the press conference. Oh, yeah. You know, explaining how, you know, uh, the things that he, he did. You oh, know, yeah. his father yeah, giving him all these, uh, here, it says, right here, he said, my dad, um, let's see here. Yeah, he, 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 he was going on about how he learned all these things. Dad came up through the depression and they were never given anything. So. Yeah, he learned about hard work, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. The and when they way. went down at halftime, he said, look, ain't nobody going to give you nothing. Mm. Y'all going to get out here and start playing this defense, and we're going to switch up on them a little bit. But if we're going to win this game, we got to do something a little different. Yeah, but, you know, and I know. I know they the, listen to them. 
I know the thing that's going to kill uh, UNC, man, is those players going to live with this for the rest of their lives, man. We are yeah. 17 yeah. points. We are cruising. Right. We're number eight. We're down. <laughs> you know, we're beating. We're tearing up the number one seed. And in the first half, we got a what? what was, the, was the lead 14, 15, 19 points? Uh, 15. 15 but points? But it got to 15. You know, and then you turn around yeah. and you just see it dwindle away, dwindle away, dwindle away. And, you know, you sitting on the bench like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And you know, one of my favorite images in all of football and all the sport, uh, college sports, not just football, but all the college sports is looking in the stand and watching the the, uh, the fans of the losing team, the looks on their <laughs> oh, face. Oh, you, you would think they lost their family, their <sighs> house, their college scholarships, man. It, oh. is, it cracks me up. I can imagine how UNC was looking. I wasn't there. You were there, Stein, but I can imagine how UNC looked. Uh, as that game in the second half just kept, as like Keith said, the, the score kept dwindling and dwindling, and then all of a sudden it's tied, and all of a sudden Kansas has the lead. I can imagine how those fans' faces were looking when that was going on at that time. Man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to you know, have to pick up a paper in North Carolina <laughs> the following day. <laughs> right, you know? right. You know, but hey, man, yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah. Stein, I've never been to a Final Four or anything like that. Man, what's the okay. atmosphere like down there? Just let the people who've never been like myself give us a feeling of what it's like to be right, in that, the Final man. Four is probably unlike any other event because they bring four teams down. So you got four major universities bringing all their alumni from all over the country. And the thing about the Final Four is that you might see one year old babies with, with, with a North Carolina shirt on and a 90 year old alumni. With, with a Michigan shirt on, Michigan State. Mm. So the Final Four has an eclectic mix of humanity, whereas the Super Bowl is kind of more adult. Mm. You know, there's an adult team, there's the rich executives, and they're going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't play. And, of course, the NBA has been overtaken a little bit by the hip-hop community, mm. which they always go to the NBA All-Star game, and they have parties. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they do. Yeah, oh. yeah and Stein speaking they from fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, Stein speaking from experience, listeners, because he, you know, he does all this stuff. He goes to him and he, he reports on them and bring him back to his job. So he's one of those people blessed enough to be able to experience all of them across, you know, the entire uh, genre of sports. Right, and yeah. and that, and that publication again, Stein, that that, that you uh, write for NNP. The National Newspaper Publishers Association. Mm, okay. It yeah. is the Black Wire Service for America. No, oh, cool. We have over 200 member papers, and that puts us up there about the fourth largest circulated uh, industry in the world. The 200 papers comes up to about 20 million readers, mm. and that's the only reason why you know, I've been able to do the Olympics and some of those big events because I, I've been representing them, and they have 20 million. You can't fight it. It's facts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though it's, it's, it's divided among 200 papers. you got to add up that way to get the numbers. Yeah, but, but still. But the numbers hey, are there. It's real. Those are real numbers. So hey, yeah. uh, those aren't any, you know, estimated numbers. Those are real numbers. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have no one publication that does that, like, you know, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, or whatever, uh -huh. you know, that would have a meal by itself. But as a collective group, you know, as a, uh, the Black AP, which is the NNPA, you know, we, we, we managed to crack into some of the big events. 
and then we put it out there and go across the black press. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's, I, I got involved with them 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> hey, not, not, not only the men's Final Four, but the women's Final Four has become a just a, a awesome event also where, you know, the, the uh, women uh, uh, of college basketball and and uh, and high, uh, high school and even even some professional uh, basketball players yeah. go. And it's almost like a big convention, but the women's has really grown over the years. Tell us a little bit about the yeah, women's. And, and, and you know what, man? I love watching uh, the the women ball players. Yes. Man, the oh, yes. skill level has increased tremendously. Those girls are balling out, oh, man. man. They are really balling. And, and I hey, love it. And they're coaching. Don Daly. I just had Don hey, Staley. Staley. Yes. That's it, Daly. I'm, yes. uh, excuse me, Don. Coach, <laughs> Don. He's thinking Chicago here. No, yeah. he think, yeah, Chicago's mayor. Yeah, and, right. And, and no, no, I don't want, no, no, we don't want to think about Chicago. No, hold on. And you think about Chuck Daly. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> That was me doing myself. That was him doing himself. I didn't even have to reach over there. He did it himself. (laughs) Yeah, man, but let's, let's, uh, like Jeff said, let's get back on this uh, Miss Staley, man. Uh, Let me just read a little bit of her her resume here because this woman is phenomenal. Uh, Six-time WNBA All-Star. Six-time SEC champ as a coach. Five-time SEC uh, coach of the year, three-time Olympic, huh? I'm reading, it, man. <laughs> three-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time <laughs> Naismith, all right, player of the year, two-time Naismith coach of the year, two-time WBCA player of the year, two-time ACC player of the year. I'm not finished yet, y'all. <laughs> two-time A10 coach of the year. 2020 WBCA and AP National Coach of the Year. And f- to finish it off, as if that wasn't enough, here's the cherry on top of the whipped cream on top of the pie. A national. <laughs> two national champs. Two national championships as South Carolina's head coach. What? Yeah. What else can she do? <laughs> Hold it. Well, hopefully she can keep it going because Pat Summit, of course, she's got oh, sick yeah, in the past. Uh, in Tennessee, because she was the first mm-hmm. to really get it going. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Gino up there in Connecticut. But we've had two other black women that have been pioneers. Y'all got Marion Washington, who was at Kansas. She's like one of the first black coaches to be at a big school. And we also have Vivian Stringer, oh, yeah. who started thinking. And then I think she went to Iowa, and then Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what that dude did, because Talk about her Rutgers players so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old boy on the radio. What was this boy's name? Uh... They do is amazing. It? They just can't stop. They can't stop themselves. Well, I mean, I think they tightened up a little bit after, after you know? he uh, kind of got uh, checked and uh, I think released or whatever it was. I can't remember what exactly happened to him or his name, but I know exactly who you're talking I about. I can't remember. Uh, but Stringer with so much grace. You know. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And the players did, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And, and this goes to show the strength of not just black America, but black women, you know, in, in, in America. And the stuff that they have to put up with uh, as much as, you know, black men or just blacks in general. But yeah. I don't want to get on to that. That's a whole Especially story. when it's history making. Yeah, especially <laughs> when it's history making. Right. And what Don did is history in itself, yeah, especially but, in NC2A. So uh, we, we're going to flip this one over to you, Stein, man. Just just tell us, what do you think about this woman, man? I mean, 
What else was well, there for her to met do, Don man? Well, I met Don Staley in about 1996. Okay, you met her. You know her then. Oh, yeah. Interviewed yeah. her, sat with her, uh, ate dinner. I mean, we had, we had broke bread. because we, we went over. The women's team was practicing in Vegas, and we was into women's basketball, me and my cameraman, because it had just started out. We had the team down there in L.A., the Spark. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Shock. Mm-hmm. This is the Shock of the Spark. I can't remember which no, one. Detroit was the Lakers. The L.A.'s was the Spark. Anyway, we... we we really got into it because they played at the forum. I mean, they had good teams, you know, had uh, some some excellent teams. Uh, what's, what's the big girl's name? Oh my God, I'm talking. I can't remember. Uh, Leslie, Lisa Leslie. Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Leslie right. Leslie. Yeah. And, and, and they had uh, the McGee twins out of Flint. Right. Sure. Right. Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just knit it up. They, they had a squad. That was a squad. Yeah. yeah, they had a squad. Uh, yeah. Man. So they kind of put women's basketball out there hard, that mm-hmm. team. And then after those years, they started the WNBA. And it was slow. You know, it, it worked good in the big cities, but it's just hard to keep it going. Because the men, unfortunately, we call them the editors of newspapers are called the gatekeepers. Because mm-hmm. they decide what information is going in and what's staying out. Oh, so they just and so people in women's sports and all them old guys that's in there, they don't want to put no effort to blowing them up, of giving them a lot of space. And so they're, they're never getting the press because of the, the editors. They just won't do it. Now, if they have a great team in their community, they don't have no choice. But other than that, they still haven't done the right thing. Mm-hmm. But now, when you met Daly back in 96, did you imagine that her star would take off like this. Her rocket would just launch into space and explode over the, you know, the universe. I kind of like, like okay. I, I liked her a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't let your wife hear that. I don't be that. that <laughs> <laughs> Next time we interview no. you, it'll be, be the deceased. But we, we went down the ladder together, and I saw her down there mm-hmm. covering the game. We did all the women's games down there. That was a good women's team that year too. Yeah. You know, one of the best. But did you and, imagine uh, that first, she? Six. But did you but imagine? Gone. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But did you imagine that she would take off like she did? Just, I mean, from that well, first impression, just, yeah. you knew she'd be good. She was but... cerebral. She's a cerebral athlete. Mm-hmm. Always, always thinking ahead of everybody. A true point guard for women. <clears throat> so <clears throat> she looking at the game through and through. Mm-hmm. Played it that way too. You, and you, you, you think that's what made her uh, successful as a head coach? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, actually playing point guard. Oh yeah, I, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. I think the point, well, do the point guards make better coaches? See, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. Yeah, they do. You very rarely see the big mm-hmm. men uh, coaching and being successful. Mm-hmm. The six ten seven footers. I don't know why you didn't explain that to me. Well, John Thompson but, was a great coach. At, yeah, he was. Six ten. I said that wasn't none. <laughs> right. Because a lot of times, you know, coaching does not translate from, you know, playing. No, mm-hmm. you know. So she was, she was blessed, and I'm, I'm glad wow. you said cerebral, cerebral. Uh, say the word. Gone. Was cerebral. she? The temple is amazing. She went over there and learned from uh, John Tatum. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Up there in 2008, went to South Carolina because it's an ACC and it's bigger. There's a bunch of sisters down there in the Carolinas. Oh. God's from Virginia, too. Well, she's from Philly, but mm-hmm. she played everything. So, 
you know, it's cheaper in her backyard. Right. That, that, that's like a recruiter's heaven down there. Yeah. You're absolutely oh, right. Yeah. Hey, they come from, hey, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and not, not always, has, you know, it hasn't always been like that. And you know how these 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 recruiter recruiting uh, areas kind of take a seismic shift when when people start relocating to different areas. Now the South, like like you said, has really become a hotbed for basketball players. Yeah, and and, and especially when you, when you're a recruiter going you know going to, through the South and going through these communities, it, it has really caused. Because I, I mean, me. Coming from a, a uh, sports recruiting uh, background, because I, I used to have a a, a service, and uh, this used to be one of the hotbeds for recruiting women's basketball and men's and men's football, you know, and it's it kind of it kind of fizzled out a little bit, kind of tailed down, and and now it's picking back up. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's in a good. Well, I just hated South Carolina. You know? make, make God put her there so she can change the minds down there. Mm-hmm. But anytime some of them people they got in office, man, it's just heartbreaking. Right. That's where Tim Scott from. Man, gee, you see him walk out on the Supreme Court justice? Oh. He walked out and didn't follow all the other clowns. Yes, yeah. I mean, if you like just look at him, you just go, how in the world can you get up in the mirror and look at yourself? Hey, that's politics. Yeah. Po- politics. It is politics. 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 Yeah. Politics. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, but you know, like I tell my coworkers a lot of times, you you know, people have to have something to believe in and you've got to have something to stand on. So whether we agree with them or not, you know, whether we thought he was right for doing what you just said he did, he thought he was right. So <clears throat> that's all you can go with, you know. You, you know, you have to stand on your own two feet, or you're gonna get knocked over. And we hear it though. I mean, we hear it in the community. Stein and I yeah. were having a smoke one day, and uh, we heard it from a guy just sitting there. He was he wanted to rib and and dog out no other than LeBron James, one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest ball players that ever played the NBA. But he wanted to dog him out. Explain. Talk about that, Stein. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I, he, he come in there. You know, he think he, just because he's a W-H-I-T-E, that he can say anything. He was a what? You know, he just, he's a dunk. He's a whippy whiny. No good for nothing. He's a knuckle. Oh. So I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Why do you hate him? First of all, why do you hate people? <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't take it, man. Like, no, why do you hate him? He said, well, not just hate, hate. I said, yeah, because nobody wants to hate anybody. Sports, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> and he starts talking dumb and all that. I said, whoa, 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 he's not dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. He's not dumb. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking. Well, you Unfortunately, know. when you have like Fox News and they bring misinformation, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of people just want to absorb it, obviously, because he was one of those. Every, he repeated everything. Come on. He gets all the money. What do you think just about the school? The money. Oh. This is just made it up. Yeah, he, I don't know where he's getting the information from yeah. about LeBron. Oh, LeBron started his own school, you know. Right. The right. Promise School, mm-hmm. you know, where all these kids in, in, in Ohio and in the, in, the, in the greater uh, uh, Columbus, not Columbus, what's it? Cleveland. 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 
Cleveland, Cleveland area, Cleveland area. And, and are getting these scholarships and, and graduating and, and making some good things happen. And, right. and and my man was just dogging him out and, and not having any proper information. Well, you know, you, you know what that's all about, man. You know, Le- LeBron or any star sits out a game. Uh, they get mad because they want to go see him playing. The, you know, well, they're getting all this money, so why should they sit out? And I think it's just personal jealousy. And like I tell people all the time, everybody had a, a choice to make when they were growing up. This is the choice LeBron made and all the other athletes made, and they've committed to it all their lives. You know, astronauts, this is a choice they made, and they committed to it. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, you know, architects, these are, yeah. the, are the lives and the careers that they committed to. You know, teachers, yeah. but we don't complain about them. You know, we want to complain about us, you know, our entertainments, you know, and our stars. Why are they doing this? And how come they get so much money? Well, nobody so you, stopped you, don't, nobody stopped you, you from doing you, it. You, Keith Butler, <laughs> you don't mind. You don't mind if LeBron. I do well, not. hey, I do. well, as a matter of fact, it's three you games left. In the, it's three games left in the regular season right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, Stein? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. LeBron has checked it in for the rest of the season. Oh, uh, where are they going? No well, way. Is on the 10th, 11th, 12th place, something like that? Right. Wait a minute. I'm not. I'm, he's hurt. So okay. why is he going to play? They're not going to win anything. They're not going no, anywhere. No. Is he, is he injured or is he hurt? <laughs> oh, that, that, oh con- that conversation. Injured. Does that, he have what? a sprained ankle or okay. is it broke? Let me ask you a question, Jeff. When you were teaching. How are you arguing? Hold on. I'm not arguing. I'm just debating. Yeah, let me ask this, and let me put this out. When you were working as a teacher, okay, you had so many days that you had to be Sick days, right? You had sick yeah. days, and you had what? Vacation days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was up to you when you wanted to take your vacation a- days, right? Absolutely. Okay, so you're telling me professional players don't have vacation time, or they can't be off because they're I'm sick? Not, I'm not saying that. No, oh, I'm oh, I'm just saying this no. to the, those people who are complaining oh, about okay. why aren't they playing. I'm you know, with you, brother. They've got the right 100%. to take off just like everybody else. I, you know, you don't want to go to work today? Guess what, coach? I'm not feeling very good. I think I better sit this one out. Or guess what, coach? My kid's in the hospital, or his birthday, I'm going to go to and, and attend that. Why not? Everybody else no, can. Kid. Why can't they do I it? Agree. They can do I it, agree. you know. But anyway, no, we didn't just, mean to get off on that. a bunch of black men out there yeah. that they pay a lot of money and they have no rights. See, in the eyes of a lot of Americans, they just go out there like robots. And you can never get hurt and all that nonsense. See, see, Stein, they play them. They play them, man. It's pretty sad. See, Stein, it's comments like that. That's, that's why we don't have, only had three listeners because you always <laughs> you got to make the shit racial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing with you, You're right? <laughs> We, that's why we can't get but two, just, two listeners and the two of, two of us over here talking to you. <laughs> I don't listen to it that much. <laughs> Jeff about to choke. Go ahead and have a sip of oh, that nearest, hey, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Hook Podcast powered by Trudy Shorter. My name is Jeff Lowe. That's Keith Butler, who just made that last statement. And our guest is Leland Stein. Oh, look, look, Jeff putting us under the bus, Leland. Yeah, man. Jumping ship real quick. 
But no, I agree with you 100%, no. Stein, and that is the fact. And, you know, when I said you're making a racial, I don't care because I'm just being funny, but that's a fact about it. That's the truth. It, that's the truth. There's a lot of black men out there making a lot of money, and it's upsetting yeah, a lot of people. Just go out there. No excuses about nothing. Yeah. You cannot play 82 games of basketball right. and not get some injuries that hurt you. Yeah, you now, in the old days, they used to shoot them up with cortisone and all that nonsense. Uh-huh. And they couldn't even tell if they were injured or hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. Then six or seven years later, knees and everything break down and yep. they've been shot full of so much nonsense mm-hmm. that you know, they have a lot of hit problems. And if they don't experience that, and they're so sorry, they wouldn't admit it. But they had to sue them. And then they lost because they know they're wrong. But mm-hmm. Capitalism don't, it doesn't give in without some kind of fight. It's not going to do it on its own. Yeah. You got to stand up to them, stand up for it. And that's about the only way. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we talked, the, we talked a little bit about the NWCA, uh, the NWCA, the Final Four. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me correct that. NCAA <laughs> Final Four. <laughs> You did that on purpose. No, Stein no, got me. No, that about. wasn't on purpose. <laughs> he mixed hot chocolate with Uncle Nearest. <laughs> kicking in a little bit, y'all. So we talked about the Final Four. We talked about the great uh, Don Staley. Talked a little bit, switched a little bit over to LeBron and athletes and stuff. But now, you know, we got to close up with, you know, the slap. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been heard around the world, seen around the world, <laughs> seen around the world. You know, and I, I tell people all the time. You know, I, I said, Will was back there laughing, and having a good time, and wasn't going to do a damn thing until you got that look. He got that look from Jada. Then all of a sudden, he had to man up, and I think it was more. I think it goes back further than just that night. I think it goes back to August. Uh, I think it goes back to August, that little boy that she was screwing around with. I think it goes yeah, back to I think it goes it back is. to the red table uh, conversation yeah. where she put him on blast in front of the whole world. You know, now, yeah, me, I don't have a problem with you doing your thing. If you and your wife got an open relationship, cool, but keep that shit in the house. You know, don't put my business out for the nation to see. We already in the underneath the uh, the flashlight. We're already on the spotlight. Why we gotta put more out? And then. When that stuff gets, you know, gets out and it blows up in your face, why are you gonna get mad about it? Hell, well, you know, out there for us to see. you know, hey. they thought they had gotten away with it because it's been over six years ago, like yeah. 2015. So everybody shut up and it just went away. But you know that never goes away. Well, it did because he comes back five years later, which is a year and a half ago, and, and told everybody. <laughs> so that's when she, she went. She said, "Oh, we got to respond. We got to say something." Mm-hmm. So then they got on the red carpet about three or four months later, and they, Will came on with her, and he asked her questions about that day and the relationship with him and all that kind of stuff, right out in front of everybody. And hey, guess what? Would have never uh, happened with uh, me. Truth telling, but truth telling ain't necessarily good. What me and my wife do ain't nobody else's business. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's what I, I'm talking about. Nobody. You know, but and, 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 squashed, and plus, squashed. And it would have been squashed, and I would have been like, okay. You want an open relationship? The door is open. <laughs> See they your never ass said later. that. No, the comedian started that <laughs> a year and a half ago when he came out with this nonsense. When they sat at the red carpet or the red table, whatever the thing is, red table, and they yeah. said this thing. That's what the comedians went crazy. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Oh, open marriage. Oh, they just doing everything." But they never came out technically and said that. 
Well, it's but 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 he it, did he know that he had that she had had an affair with? Yeah, he did. His, yeah, he did. his son's no, buddy friend. They said they said they were separated. That's the reason they gave on the red carpet. They thought their marriage was over. That was six years ago. Now, they might be lying because you know that just like you got up there lying talking about Richard Williams and really made mad about it. He called Richard the crazy uncle, and I just acted just like him. Richard ain't never did that. Mm-hmm. He ain't slept none of the boys that did his, his call his kids with the N-word at the early tournaments when he finally pulled them out of there. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't do that. So he was wrong. He just came up with that to try to justify his nonsense. Oh, okay. You see, Serena then wasn't happy about that. Hey, my dad wasn't crazy now. He, he right. was tough. Right. Well, he was he was going around hitting people, getting in fights. I mean, come on, right, right. He'd been thrown well, off the circuit. They'd been thrown out out of the circuit for doing that. You, you know. know, especially back then, two little colored kids, <laughs> right? Yeah, they colored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's some wild stuff, man. But uh, well, you know, he's 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 uh he's uh, the repercussions on uh, are a little bit stiff. You know, they, they they're hitting him pretty hard. He's he's banned from the Oscars for the next ten years and. Is it uh, ten years? Yeah, wow. that's what I just yeah, read. You know, yeah. you know, and now Jada talking about she wishes he hadn't done that. So I mean, the back- backlash. I don't know if it's, you know, befitting the crime, but you know, you do the crime, you know, the consequences. You never know what they're going to be, and you know, it was on national TV. It embarrassed the Oscars. No. It embarrassed Black America. We condone that, brother. Thank you. You can't hit people just because they crack the joke on you. Yeah, we I know. Can't I know. Five countries. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have a bad country. It's especially when you're sitting up front, you gonna get talked about. Oh yeah, but I mean, regardless, and it was a harmless joke. Yeah, right. it was a harmless joke, you know. But you know, I think he just had to find a way to uh, reclaim his manhood, and he picked on the the smallest guy he could because he wouldn't have done it to Dave Chappelle. Stein, right, right. Stein, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I thought I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all got jokes. That's, that's Jeff, man. Jeff won't let go of that. that snap, man. <laughs> you look you know, but, but, Get off the phone. Look, but you know how it goes, Stan. Keep my woman's name out your motherfucking mouth. My woman's name out your motherfucking mouth. You know the sad part is? It, was, uh, it really was serious. Okay, it wasn't. Jimmy Moore cut her hair and played that role, and she was sitting right there. He said, hey, "Go and play Jimmy second, you know." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She said, "Yeah, I think I will. Why not?" Yeah, but you know, it, it was it was about reclaiming his manhood. That's what I think it was. Because I, I think you know, so too. People were talking about Thanks. he was a, a punk, but like and, I was telling, but like I was telling Jeff, he wouldn't have done it to Dave Chappelle. He wouldn't have done it to Gary Owens. He damn sure wouldn't have done it to Fifty Cent, Kevin you know, Hart. He wouldn't have done Kevin Hart. Wouldn't have done, well, I don't know. Kevin Hart's kind of short, so well, <laughs> Kevin Hart like he'd be bench pressing a little bit now. Come on, oh, man. Man. yeah. But you know, he, he <laughs> you know, he just, he, he just, he just hit, you know, attacked the, you know, the smallest guy on the, on, on, you know. Right, that he could he could reach on stage, and it just happened to be. It, and the other side you know, of Chris it, Rock. Chris Rock handled it very he did. well. He did. He did. His credit. It, yes. You know his, his credit just went way up while mm-hmm. while uh, you know wheels went down. I'm so glad he did wrestle on the ground with that fool. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Me too. Because that would have been a nightmare of nightmares if oh, it would have happened. I, I mean, could you see Chris Rock 
chasing uh, Will Smith all through the audience at the <laughs> you know, them rolling and stuff. You know. <clears throat> Could you imagine that? Been a mess. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! But Kevin, Kevin, I think he he, he cried like a baby. Man, he was in full blown broke down mode. Oh, yeah. I, I think he got his manhood right now. He can't take it. Yeah. Because we don't feel happy that everybody know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what ticked me off about it, you know, even more. If you're going to be a man. He's a bully. He's a smaller guy who wasn't going to do nothing. Yeah, if you're bad enough to slap somebody, then don't get on stage five minutes later and cry like a, you know, like a sister. No. You know, don't do like that. You know, be it, be bad. Be a man about it. You know, yeah, I punked him. What? But no, you're going to get the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all, this is about it for us today. You know, I want to. Uh, thank our guest Leland Stein. I want to thank my co-host Jeffrey Lowe. Jeff, oh, oh I thought you were about to do another slap. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank you all for listening. <laughs> want to thank you all for listening to the uh, hook. And uh, Leland, thanks a lot again. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and uh, oh, you guys yeah. stay with us, and we'll be back again with the hook. And the next time they actually say, "Where'd you hear that from?" Tell them you caught it on the hook. All right, y'all. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>